0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Talking Wits. I know it's been a little while, about a month. Got a little busy just trying to figure out how to spend my time uh, outside of class and baseball practice and also have time for, you know, things like this. Really do enjoy it. Just want to make sure I have uh, the right time management needed for it. So, you know, back today with my reaction to Super Bowl Fifty-Eight what I liked, what I didn't like, what I was expecting, things like that, so, I left off talking about the division around about a month ago, that's the last episode I had uh, on this uh, channel, so, uh, conference championship weekend, Chiefs uh, Chiefs Ravens, Niners, Lions game one, Chiefs beat the the Ravens, you know, I fully expect that to happen, you're not gonna beat Mahomes in the playoffs, man, it's... He's like the new Tom Brady. I'm not the biggest Baltimore Ravens guy. I never really have been. I was never sold on them. I mean, yeah, I think Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback, but I just think Mahomes is better. I think that Chiefs team was better. I think their defense was better, and I wasn't surprised with that at all. And then Niners-Lions game, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Niners going down 17 and a half. Uh, that kind of told me all I needed to know, regardless of the winning or losing that game. Um, obviously we know now that they obviously did come back and win, but they didn't necessarily look like the Niners we saw in the regular season. Them being down 17 at halftime wasn't something anyone was expecting, and honestly, they shouldn't have won the game. One of their touchdowns came off the face of a Lions uh, player in the secondary, and Brandon Auk was just lucky enough to pick it off, off uh, the deflection off the uh, safety's face mask. Without that, they lose. Uh, and then going into the night of the Super Bowl, I kept telling everyone, you know, there's no way the Chiefs lose. The Chiefs won winning this game. There's no way that they don't. No one's beating Mahomes in the playoffs, especially not Brock Purdy. Um, I thought the Niners looked good in the first half. That defense didn't really have any holes in it, and I liked what they did on offense. I really liked how they used McCaffrey a lot, and he was really the only bright spot on that offense. Yeah, Purdy had some good throws, but he also had some really bad ones. He missed Debo over the top in the end zone a couple times, Mr. over the top in the end zone. Uh, he just made, made too many bad throws. And, again, yeah, you can talk whatever you want, how all oh, the Chiefs got lucky because of the punt that went off uh, one of the Niners' foot that McLeod couldn't uh, effectively retrieve, and the Chiefs were able to regain possession inside the red zone. Say whatever you want. You could say Leonard you know, It's scripted because of Taylor Swift and uh her relationship with Travis Kelsey. You could say whatever you want there. Patrick Mahomes is the new of Tom Brady, and that is great for the NFL, terrible for anyone who's not a Chiefs fan. Uh this guy is cold hearted. He knows how to win and he's a he's a winner. He is chasing Tom Brady's legacy. He has three rings before thirty. He's twenty eight years old. He has three Super Bowl rings, he has three Super Bowl MVPs. He is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That is known. That's a known fact. Uh, Whether he'll be known as the greatest, I don't know. It's also so, so early to tell. I mean, again, he's not even 30 years old. That I'd like to see what a 36, 37-year-old Patrick Mahomes can do um, in the playoffs and see if he can win at that age. But he's one of the most talented guys I've ever watched. Love him, hate him. I have mixed feelings about him and the Chiefs, but it's greatness. You have to respect that. I have to absolutely love what he's doing on the field. He's one of the most fun players to watch that I've ever seen in my lifetime. So Super Bowl 58, first quarter, you know, zero-zero game, lots of defense. That's kind of what I expected as well. Uh, line the over and art. Excuse me, the total opened up at 47 and a half, and I thought it was way too high. I really liked the under, um, and it would have been a lot easier if didn't if the game didn't go into overtime. Either way, the under hit it, uh, and the game ended at 47 total points that the under did hit. But I thought it was a phenomenal first uh, first quarter of defense. I love the looks that the Niners are giving the Chiefs. I really thought that they had them on lock. Uh, I thought that Pacheco could really couldn't get anything going. He could barely get back to the line of scrimmage on a lot of his early runs. And Mahomes didn't really have anywhere to go with the ball. Pressure from Bosa and Chase Young on the outside—they had him completely covered. They had everything. They had the Chiefs exactly where they wanted them. Uh, but for the Chiefs on defense, I thought they were great as well. I mean, they forced McCaffrey fumbling, fumble in the red zone. Uh, they were able to, you know, shut down everything for a matter of fact in that first quarter. Debo Samuel was really an unfactor all game. Ayuk was, you know, here and there. George Kittle. I guess he didn't know he was playing on Sunday night. He didn't really do anything. He had, I think, two targets, one catch, and he had another catch that was called back because of an offensive holding penalty. So Kittle was basically a non-factor. It was the McCaffrey show. And once the Chiefs were able to kind of slow him down, if that's what you want to call it, I mean, they held him under 100 rushing yards. So I guess that's a success in that because not many teams in the NFL this season were able to do that. So they kind of contained McCaffrey. Debo Samuel was locked up. Ayuk was... You know, min- everything he did was minimal. The big problem for KC on defense was Kyle and uh, Once they were able to kind of slow him down and uh, put him back into, you know, uh, normal form, they were fine. And Jawan Jennings had a game of his life as well. Um, he was really the main receiving target for Purdy, which is wild to think that that's how they would run it in the Super Bowl. In the biggest game of the year, they would look towards Jawan Jennings the most. Um, I think that's ultimately where they went wrong. I mean, they were up in the second half, up 10-3, uh, and they, they, their first six plays were all passing. They're all passing plays, which makes no sense. You have the best running back in the league, it just and you're winning. You're winning the game. I know it's seven points, but put the ball on the ground. They weren't able to stop McCaffrey up to that point, and then just continue to push the ball down their throats with the run. And you could probably lull him to sleep and then, you know, uh, dink and dunk with Purdy and maybe take a shot downfield towards Debo or Ayuk or Kittle. But that's not what they did. I don't really understand what Shanahan's plan of thinking there was. It didn't really make much sense to me with how much they passed the ball, especially the beginning of the second half. It was basically every play for the third quarter. They barely ran the ball. And then McCaffrey kind of slowed down in the fourth quarter. I mean, it wasn't anything like we saw in the first half. He barely got any touches in the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, he didn't look like himself. Chiefs of the defense figured it out. They knew what they had to do. The receivers were on lock. McCaffrey was limited. And that's what I was saying on my show at the school radio station with Jake and Jeff. I said, listen, the Chiefs can't go into this game expecting to completely shut down McCaffrey. They have to shut down the receivers and George Kittle and try to limit McCaffrey to as little as they can. They need, and that's kind of exactly what they did. I was very impressed with uh, the Spagnola defense on Sunday night. And, I mean, I don't really understand what Shanahan was thinking. It didn't really make much sense to continue to put the ball in Purdy's hands, especially when you have the lead. That was just kind of mind boggling to me. And then Mahomes comes out. You know, their offense still didn't look that great in uh, earlier in the third quarter. I think they went three and out twice on back to back possessions but great punts, and the second punt actually was picked up by the Chiefs. It went off the foot of a 49er. Raymond McLeod couldn't pick it up, and ultimately the Chiefs were able to score uh, on that possession and tie the game up at 10. I mean, that is very, very unfortunate for the Niners, but, I mean, the Chiefs were the better team on special teams, and I listened to Romo and Nance say it. The entire night, the Chiefs are a better specialty special teams team, and that's what we saw. They won the game because of their special teams. Uh, it was that, and then the Chiefs took a lead. They went up, thirteen ten. Niners go down and score a touchdown after going for it on fourth and short in the red zone. They get the fourth down and scoring a touchdown. Juwan Jennings scores this touchdown after throwing for one earlier in the game. He scored a receiving touchdown, and then Jake Moody's extra point was blocked. Instead of going up four, now they're only up three. The Chiefs go down the field. They tie it up. And it's 16-16, and we all know what happened in the fourth quarter. You know, the Niners had the ball with five minutes to go. Tie game. They go kick a field goal. Chiefs have the ball with less than two minutes to go, two timeouts. They go move down the field, tie it up 19-19, and you only have to think what happens if Moody hits that extra point. What if it's not blocked? And I watched the replay. I listened to Roman, Roman Manan say, listen, that kick was on Moody. He just kicked the ball low. It was a good hold. It was a good snap. Moody just kick the ball alone. That's what happens when, you know, you're a rookie, rookie kicker in the Super Bowl. I mean, he nailed a 55 plus yarder in the second quarter for the record, which was ultimately broken later in the game by Butker, but nerves once they got to Moody. He just didn't kick the ball right, and he say whatever you want about being scripted or rigged or whatever it is, but the Chiefs found, they find ways to win, that's exactly what they do. Uh, and in overtime, I was very baffled by shanahan's decision to uh, receive the ball first after winning the coin toss it, it's not like the normal overtime rules that we were used to in years past like this is more like a college football overtime uh each team is guaranteed to get the ball and get a chance to score regardless of how much time it takes like you're guaranteed the ball you're guaranteed a full possession. and you know the niners got theirs they went down to get the field goal they're up three Uh, And the Chiefs kind of just went on the field and took their time. They were in no rush, and they didn't really need to be. I mean, you get three timeouts in this new format of overtime. And, I mean, they did what the Chiefs do. We've seen it year in and year out for Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid's offense. I mean, regardless of how good you think this receiving core is, they find ways to get it done because they have Patrick Mahomes and they have Andy Reid. Uh, Early on in that uh, offensive drive for the Chiefs, they go down to fourth and one. They end up getting it off a Mahomes keeper. He rushes for, like, eight-yard slides, and then, boom, momentum goes back their way. And then they just find ways to continue to move the ball. Mahomes runs for, like, another 15, 20 yards on uh, a QB scramble. I thought he was going to get into the end zone, and then he gets down you know, inside the 20, 25-yard line. And ultimately, we know what happened there. Uh, but I saw a report yesterday come out that the – 49ers, at least some 49ers, didn't know the rules of overtime, which is confusing to me, especially because, one, it's been such a big thing over the past few years in the NFL, and, two, the refs said it before the coin was flipped. Like, they told them exactly what was going to happen. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So either they're not paying attention or they just use that as an excuse. That is absolutely terrible to admit that, or even if that's the truth. Like, that is absolutely terrible. Horrible. You have to know the rule. You're in the NFL, you have to know the rule. If I'm sitting on my couch with my roommates and we know the rules, then how are you playing in the game and don't know the rules? That's just mind boggling to me. It baffles my mind. But yeah, uh, the Chiefs ultimately win the game. And I think the icing on the cake, especially for me being a New York Jets fan, is McCall Hardman catching the uh, game winning touchdown. McCall Hardman was a New York Jet early in the year, he was signing in the offseason. He was brought in uh, to be like a you know a gadget guy in the slot. And uh, I don't know, for those of you who didn't watch Hard Knocks, Cole Hardman was featured in the first episode where they had uh, Oz the Illusionist uh, in the facility. And Cole Hardman was picked to tell Oz you know who he thinks the Jets will play in the Super Bowl and ultimately what the score will be. And Cole Hardman said, oh, we're going to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It's going to be 31-21 or whatever, whatever. Uh, funny enough... I guess McColl Hardman saying we meant the Kansas City Chiefs because the Kansas City Chiefs beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl off of McColl Hardman game-winning touchdown. McColl Hardman wasn't used with the Jets in the first, I believe it was the first six weeks of the season. They traded him for, I think, like a fifth-round pick. And uh, the Jets fans just can't go one game without any type of pain coming back their way. It is humorous how, how much the Jets fans... Are just toyed with and have their heartstrings pulled on day in and day out of NFL season. But even if they're not playing, there's always something going on where Jets fans are just getting made fun of. And here it is again: McCall Hardman has, an, has honestly a really, really good game. He caught a beautiful ball from Mahomes early on in the game. It was you know 50 yards plus down the field, placed perfectly. Hardman played well, and the route he ran to win the game was awesome. Yeah, Mahomes put him in motion he came he was out wide right he motioned come back left stopped on a dime spun back towards the right pylon and there's nobody near him he walked right in started dancing started flipping out and you know great good good for him um i guess at least there is a jet out there who won a super bowl this year (laughs) um as painful as it is to say um yeah but I mean, he, he can't go against Mahomes. I think that was kind of my whole thing the entire two weeks leading up to this game. I was talking to my classmates. I was talking to my roommates. I was talking to my teammates. Anyone I saw I was like, yeah, there's no way the Chiefs lose this game. There's not a chance. I I have never been big on the Brock Purdy train, and I'm still not. Yeah, whatever, he was in the Super Bowl. I don't think he's much different than a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's in the same system, and once the system starts to break down a little bit, He doesn't really really have much to give you. He doesn't really have much to offer. And I think we effectively saw that in that second half where nothing was really working for the Niners and Purdy just didn't really have anything left to give. I mean, the throws he made just weren't that great. He overthrew Debo. Again, I said this before, but he overthrew Debo in the end zone twice. He overthrew Ayuk in the end zone once. and Yeah, he had some good throws. I will admit that he did have some really good balls, but he also had a lot of balls and plays that I thought were pretty head-scratching. Kind of, I was just like, "What? What is he doing?" I was very, very confused. Um, I think it's a phenomenal season for him, but I just don't think he's all that great. I think he's, you know, as a top fifteen, top seventeen quarterback in the league, which is still fine. Like, it's better than what Garoppolo was, but I'm not a big uh, Brock Purdy guy, and I don't think I ever will be. Mahomes in their hand. I mean, you can say it all you want about this guy, about oh how he's a crybaby, how he's this, how he is. Uh, You know, he has a terrible family, whatever, whatever. The guy's a winner. Uh, And I saw a stat yesterday. It was on Twitter. Mahomes has the same amount of rings as every other starting quarterback in the league combined. He has three. And then Roger Stafford and Russell Wilson combined for the other three uh, among the active starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I know there's been a lot of turnover in the league in the past few years, but still, that is an insane stat. This guy's a proven winner. uh, and The only people who have proven that they can beat him when it matters is Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. And I think it's going to be Bengals Chiefs again next year. If it's not Bengals Jets, if it's not, uh, excuse me, Chiefs Jets, it's going to be two of those three teams battling out in the AFC. And, I mean, someone's going to have to knock this guy off effectively. It's it's, it's another Tom Brady-esque type of run. I mean, it's a dynasty, and you heard what they're saying after the game. Listen... They think this is only the beginning, which is even scarier to think. That is absolutely absurd to think about if if the Kansas City Chiefs are only just getting started. Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to get better, and the team around him is going to do the same. It's going to be very scary for the NFL if Mahomes gets even better. But finally, football season's over. Baseball season is right around the corner, and I cannot be any happier. I will have uh, more... MLB uh, uh, MLB videos and podcasts coming out soon. Just wanted to get this reaction video out. I know it's a few days late, but wanted to get back on the, the podcast grind and get another video out for everybody. So, yeah, Chiefs went Super Bowl 58. It was supposed to be the Jets. I'll keep saying it until it is next year. Hopefully, we will be the New York Jets year. We get a, hopefully a full year of healthy Aaron Rodgers and a healthy offensive line without Makai Beckton. Hopefully, we get, you know, a uh, great a great year from Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and the surrounding cast. Hopefully the defense continues to be great, but only time will tell. Uh, I'm gonna keep saying it until it doesn't happen. I think it's the Jets year. As Stupid as that may sound, that's what I'm going with. That's that's the kind of Jet fan I am. I'm one of the few optimistic Jet fans out there. But yeah, football season finally comes to a close. Chiefs win Super Bowl fifty eight. Congrats to them. And Sorry to everyone else who was out there hating you. Cannot doubt Patrick Mahomes. This guy is a proven winner, and will be until someone knocks him off his throne. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Talking Wits. It was a pleasure, and I'll catch you guys very very soon.